The winter meetings ended up being pretty much a total dud outside of this deal between the Yankees and the Padres that's going to probably send Juan Soto to New York. Should the Giants have been in on Juan Soto and why were these meetings such a dud overall? You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Uh, And coming up on today's show, we are going to get into the winter meetings being a total dud, but, but for, except for Juan Soto, um, looks like he's going to be, he's going to be traded to the New York Yankees. So that's, that's actually a blockbuster. It's kind of funny because you've got Shohei Otani like leading the world in intrigue and headlines and yet like kind of under the radar and almost quietly maybe that's just because we're here on the west coast if you're a new york yankees fan then it's probably not so quiet but uh the yankees getting soto in a trade it looks like it's not been finalized yet and and it hasn't been announced yet by the teams but the big question here is should the giants have been interested or should the giants have gone after soto And I'm going to tell you why the answer is no, in my opinion. Of course, it's my opinion. It's my show, so I get to have my opinion. Ah! But if you don't agree with me, that's fine. And you can uh, feel free to leave a comment below and I'll consider it. I'll take it under consideration. But the reason is... And it's, it is for, it is not because I don't want Juan Soto on my baseball team. Of course, any rational baseball fan would want Juan Soto on their baseball team for the next, I mean, the guy is like 25 years old, for like 15 years. Okay. I love the way he plays. I love the way he hits. He's not a good defender, by the way, which doesn't fit the giant, like, Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Anyway, that's a whole separate issue. But the reason Juan Soto, to me, doesn't make sense, and it didn't make sense for them to go after him hard here. It's not like, why are the Yankees the team that's getting to the finish line, and this should have been something the Giants did. The reason why the San Francisco Giants were not the team to trade for Juan Soto is simply because... Juan Soto is a free agent at the end of the 2024 season, and he is a Scott Boris client. And Scott Boris clients just don't do extensions 
especially like we're talking about the big stars, Scott, Scott Boris star clients who are one year away from free agency. They just don't do the big old extension thing. They hit the open market. And I mean, look, if like, even if he wanted to be here, which he probably wouldn't, let's be honest, you know, like the difficulty the Giants have had with getting hitters to sign here, impact hitters, uh, you know, I, I I see no real reason why Juan Soto would just be like desperate to be a San Francisco Giant, right? And so, yes, it's like, okay, so you force the issue and you trade for him and you sell him on your city. But like lately, these last couple of years, what has the vibe kind of been like? It's not been something that's, I, I just wouldn't see Juan Soto wanting to come back. I mean, honestly, or... Put another way, there are going to be so many teams, like he's going to have his choice of team. And I think the Yankees are actually a great fit. And I mean, like weather plays a role, the ballpark plays a role that is a really good ballpark for him with the short uh, porch in right field at Yankee Stadium. It's the opposite, of course, in San Francisco. But uh not only all of that, I haven't even mentioned like the key driving factor here is that this is not a player that you're just acquiring for money. This is a player who would cost you talent, players in return. And for the Yankees, they're giving up in this uh, reported deal that hasn't been Nobody has said the deal is official. It's it's kind of going through. It's likely to happen, but it's not actually happened yet. But, you know, some some real upside pitching going to the Padres in this deal. And so just let's just for the sake of simplicity say that Kyle Harrison was the centerpiece of a Juan Soto trade. Now, in a vacuum, would I take Juan Soto for Kyle Harrison in a vacuum. Of course, you take the future Hall of Fame hitter Juan Soto over the unproven young player. But this, it, the world, we're not in a vacuum. In reality, what you're getting is a year of Soto and giving up for Harrison specifically, just to give an example, you'd be giving up six additional seasons of team control. And the last time the Giants made a trade like this, by the way, it was when they traded for Andrew McCutcheon. Um, obviously, McCutcheon, nobody, McCutcheon then was not anything like what Soto is now. So it's not apples to apples. And yet, they still gave up a guy who was, it turned out that they seriously lived to regret in Brian Reynolds. And so it's that kind of thing. And so there are just a certain subset of teams for which this makes sense to do. And the Giants just, I don't think, are one of them because they have just failed to develop their own impact players over the last 10 plus years. Like Brian Reynolds would be the one exception, except they literally gave him away in a trade just like this. Um, and so for Soto, 
let's say you give up, you know, Kyle Harrison and then uh, you have a 2024 season and, you know, I think of like Carlos Rodon, you know, like he was such an impact player when he was here, but it just felt like he was going to be gone when the year was over. And part of that was the Giants not trying to bring him back. And you would assume that if the Giants went and traded for Soto, that they would try to extend him, but they wouldn't be able to, I doubt, you know, just because of Scott Boris, but that they would then try to sign him in free agency. But I kind of lost my train of thought on that. But but essentially, you get the year of the great player, and then you go watch Kyle Harrison win a couple of Cy Young Awards and make five all-star teams for another team. Now, I get it. That is not a guarantee. And he could go on to be a total bust. But the Giants just aren't in that position. And there are certain teams that are in that position. There's a the, the, You just have to be in a certain position. I'm going to explain what that position is. And I'm also going to explain why these winter meetings that wrapped up already uh, were such an enormous dud and why patience is a virtue. Because drip, drip, drip has been the MLB offseason this year. But sooner or later, and actually probably pretty soon... The dam is going to break open. And so we'll get into all of that in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know that we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we talk for just a minute about preparing for tough situations? Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you're covered my friend, thanks to the good people over at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis and Viagra. Jace Medical has the Jace case, which I personally have in my cupboard right over there. Uh, the uh, If you're watching on YouTube, you can see me pointing to my left in my kitchen. There is my Jace case in my cupboard. Uh, the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, and others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com. And complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. I think we can all agree on that. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. All right, as promised, we are going to get into, uh, we're just going to finish up that thought on on which kind of teams are like uniquely positioned to be trading for star rental players who aren't going to sign extensions. And it's it's maybe a small list, and that's maybe why you didn't see like any other teams really out there except the Yankees that were all over this. Why is it that Juan Soto one of the greatest hitters of, I mean, I don't want to say of all time, 
because his career is like just getting started, given how crazy young he still is. But, you know, one of the greatest starts to a career offensively ever. Uh, and why is it that there weren't like the whole league wasn't banging down the door trying to get this guy? Well, it's because he's a free agent at the end of the year and his agent is Scott Boris. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen or your last listen. I apologize for these late night episodes. As sooner or later, we are going to get back on a daytime episode schedule. It's a construction issue. It's been a travel issue. It's been a nightmare. So I apologize for that, but we have been with you every single day. And actually next week, we're switching to three days a week, right? When things might actually start happening. And we will always be with you if anything of significance happens, which it will. Like that's my, that's the thing that's going to come up later is like patience because this, this dam has to break eventually. By the way, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And so, yes, who what who are these teams that are, uh, in my opinion, the uh, teams that are the ones that it makes sense, the teams for which it makes sense to trade for a Juan Soto, in, uh, given that you're, you know you're just getting him for one year, guaranteed, and that he very well could leave you. Well, it would help, first of all, to have a pretty good idea that he wants to be where he's going. And I just, I have a feeling there's no reason to believe that Juan Soto wants to be a San Francisco giant. Like what? I don't see, there's no personal connection that I can think of. The ballpark is not hitter friendly. The weather, he's from the Dominican and you're talking about cold and wind. And it's just like, I think they have a legitimately higher shot at signing Shohei Otani this offseason than they do at signing Juan Soto next offseason. And I'm just I'm not I'm not just saying that because we're in the here and now and I'm trying to make a point. I really feel that way. Um the Giants were a finalist for Otani last time when when he first came over here. They appear to be a finalist again this time. Um yeah so anyway there's there are certain teams, uh, I would say that teams that have an abundance of minor league talent, right? Like, and a, a, uh, an ability to churn out year after year impact players from their minor league system. And that just has not at all been the Giants, okay? And so that's it. That's like, that's where I draw the line because you finally get, you finally, finally like have gotten some of your core young players to the major leagues and guys who look like they could have real productive major league careers uh, with Marco Luciano and Kyle Harrison and Luis Matos and Patrick Bailey and some others. And then suddenly you're going to give up like maybe the best of those guys for one year when you're not 
that good of a team anyway at this moment in time. I just, it just doesn't make sense. And so maybe you all understand that and I'm just like beating a dead horse here. But anyway, I mean, the Yankees, if they don't end up re-signing him, if this trade does in fact go through, then they could very well live to regret it. So these types of deals, that's why there weren't a ton of teams lining up. Even That's why this trade was so different. If you look at what the return was um, a year and a half ago when the Padres, they, the Padres did, did came away poorly here in the sense that they gave up so much to get Juan Soto. They got a postseason appearance, an NLCS appearance out of it, and then a disappointing season. But... Ultimately, they gave up a ton in C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, uh, James Wood, Wood, a top prospect. I'm I always like blank on people's names while I'm recording, and then like the second the microphone turns off, I'm like, oh yeah, duh, that was his name. It's it's James Wood, I believe. Um, it might be Woods, but it's anyway. Neither here nor there. And then they're getting, you know, a lesser return, obviously, because now Soto has less team control. But, I mean, here we are, and this is all we're talking about, is Juan Soto to the Yankees in a trade that hasn't actually happened. And does that make this the dullest and most boring winter meetings in the history of the winter meetings? And a kind gentleman sent me an email actually today and uh, I don't have it pulled up, but I did read it and they said that they listened to every, uh, it, it was from Mike who said that he listens to every episode and that he's been a Giants fan since sitting on his grandpa's knee listening to the New York Giants. And yet he wants to know what are, what even are the winter meetings? Because yeah, I mean, I talk winter meetings, winter meetings, winter meetings, And I don't explain necessarily what even are they. Well, it's just a gathering, Mike, and anyone else who doesn't know, of, uh, you know, every team and pretty much every agent representing all the players. And then even players show up and it's at a specific location. It's a meeting for baseball and it lasts a few days and historically, but there's no like deadline or anything. A lot of activity happens when you put, you know, when you get a month into the off season and you put all the top baseball executives together and all the agents representing these free agent players together and you hold constant meetings round the clock, essentially like, you know, notoriously there's stories of, you know, people don't sleep at the winter meetings. You get an hour. That's a good night's sleep there. Um, and a lot of the time it pops off. Last year it popped off. You know, in recent years, it's it's been fun. They had to cancel it because of the lockout a couple years ago, right? That was brutal. But um, that's basically what it is, is it's just an... Uh, uh, a, a gathering where a lot of activity usually happens. But every so often, I would say every five or six years or so, there's you get one of these, which is what we would call a total dud 
of a winter meetings, a total dud, where basically, we, as we discussed on yesterday's show, the national media kind of decided to blame Shohei Otani for like wanting his free agency to be discreet. And that reminds me, like, I really appreciated this email from Mike, who the subject of the email was cultural misunderstanding of Shohei. And Mike talks about studying Japanese in college and a bit, uh, oh, a bit. And one thing that he learned is that a person that grows up in Japan, basically, they have a very different way of thinking and that it's not so self-centered. And I think that I kind of knew this, and we I knew this about Shohei Otani. He doesn't want uh, to make it all about himself. And he doesn't want all that. I mean, I think I'd, I'm not sure I mentioned this in yesterday's episode or if I just tweeted about it, but like Aaron Judge and his little fake, you know, staged video of in the hotel in San Francisco that's the kind of behavior that we should be applauding, according to the media, I guess. Whereas Otani is trying to just keep things under wraps, and and yet the media like kind of just rain down on him for that. And basically, I think they're just mad that they had a winter meetings that were a dud, and they went all the way to Nashville during their precious, you know, holidays and. Uh, and nothing happened, and they had nothing to talk about or write about or whatever. And so, look, Shohei Otani doesn't owe anybody anything. And Mr. Otani, if you want that kind of media attention, go to L.A. Because that's where, you know, L.A., New York, it's kind of the same deal. But San Francisco, different animal. We kind of let people be here. And so, I don't know. That's why I've always viewed the Giants as a legitimate possibility for Shohei Otani. And here we are, winter meetings concluded, and we still have no idea where Shohei Otani is going to end up. Would I still put the Dodgers as the favorites? I don't know. Nobody knows. Everybody who says stuff is just saying stuff because they they have to. <laughs> they have to fill the airwaves. They have to meet you know deadlines. They got to write something. They don't know anything is what it seems to me. So I'm going to be refreshing Twitter and then we'll get back to you. But my main point that I want to take home as these winter meetings conclude here is that patience is a virtue because we've had little drips, little drips, little drips, but eventually this dam is going to break. The floodgates are going to open and all of a sudden you are going to, like there's a lot of players out there and like none of them have signed. And so eventually it's it's going to be a, a frenzy. It just didn't so happen to be when all these people who happened to sadly travel to Nashville um, wanted it to happen. And that's a problem for the sport. I get it. That's a fair criticism that it's not good for the sport, but it's not fair to blame Shohei Otani. So we will get into patience is a virtue because it's the calm before the storm in just a minute. And before we do, all right, as promised, patience is a virtue and it is the calm before the storm. 
And like, this has been, I feel like I've been doing, this is what my fifth off season. I, I started in 2019. So, uh, I've been doing this show. I've done over 1100 episodes of locked on giants. And I was podcasting independently before that as well. And that's just baseball. Unfortunately, like they do have a problem where, you know, it, it, because there's no salary cap, uh, it's a free market. And so like, there's no incentive to, you know, if you, if you, if you cap spending and, you know, certain player like Shohei Otani's out there and there's like a, only a certain amount that he can possibly get, like those offers just come in immediately and and it happens much faster right but in baseball it's just kind of a different animal it's just a different dynamic and like i said every every 5 or 6 years i would say on average just kind of based on recollection you do get these duds where nothing really happens at the winter meetings juan soto getting traded is a huge deal uh, but that actually didn't hasn't happened yet, so I'm I'm calling it a dud officially, and possibly the worst winter meetings I can remember. Although I mean Juan Soto, like probably going to the Yankees is a pretty big deal. Um, so patience being a virtue, and just where do where do things stand with the Giants? Well, the fact is that there's nothing has changed from yesterday to today nothing has changed from the start of the offseason to today well except that they got a new manager uh in place but in terms of like their pursuit of talent i don't think they were ever a logical trade partner for juan soto uh you know aaron nola and sonny gray were possible fits but starting pitching with Aaron Nola and Gray being starting pitchers is the strength of this free agent class. And there, and there are several good starting pitchers still out there. And I think the Giants' number one starting pitcher target is going to be Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who we know for a fact is not even going to meet with teams in person until, this, uh, until next week. Um, and so like, that's what I'm saying. Patience, right? We've got to wait. We just have to wait. And that's, you know, it's not great for the sport. I get it. Fans want to be excited, but you'll eventually you will be excited as a baseball fan. Some franchise, some team is going to be really excited at some point. It's just not on the timeline that everybody wants it to be on. And regarding Shohei Otani, I mean, here's the thing that I want to say is that the giants from all indications, I mean, from all indications, they met with him on Saturday. And we also learned there was a report that I read that the Dodgers met with Otani on Friday. So kind of like that, kind of like going second, you know, better ballpark IMO, you know, Dodger stadium. Yeah. It, 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 I'll admit, you know, I've got a, it, it's got its charms, you know, the views and the warm weather and all that, blah, blah, blah. Hate the Dodgers, but, you know, there's pros and cons to the stadium, but Oracle Park, you know, way more modern and just stunning. You know, one of the top 
one of the top ballparks, one of the top kind of tourist destinations in the world, even. I mean, architecturally, one of the more beautiful kind of sports venues in the world, probably. And uh, Otani got to to be there. I'm going to continue to remind you that the Giants were finalists for him when he was first coming over here from Japan, coming off a 98-loss season. And he commented on uh, really liking Buster Posey's aura. Not his aura ring, but his aura. (laughs) And Buster Posey was one of those photographed in the parking lot uh, at Oracle Park, along with Farhan Zaidi and Bob Melvin. After this uh, supposed meeting with Shohei Otani on Saturday at Oracle Park. And so Otani's probably nearing a decision. Like, I would expect that Otani makes a decision. I would be surprised if by this time next week he's not picked a team. And it could be any moment, really. But to say a week and to say I would be surprised if he's not made a decision within a week, I think that's significant. It's just like we want it right now, but it just hasn't happened. But the fact that the Giants are still in should be, I mean, reason for optimism, hope. It just, it didn't happen this weekend or weekend, this beginning of the week, but nothing happened. It didn't happen for anybody. And also, you know, the reports of Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who I would say is the second best free agent in this class, uh, Susan Slusser of the Chronicle saying that the that two rival teams have said to her two you know people from rival teams have said to her that they consider the Giants to have an edge with Yoshinobu Yamamoto, um, and these were teams that had had interest in him, which to me means they met with him but probably didn't make it to that next round, which is next week, and we have also heard. There was a report, I read something about how the Giants were, in fact, one of the teams that was going to meet with Yamamoto next week. And so that's this is a good thing, my friend. You, you got a face-to-face meeting with Shohei Otani. You're getting a face-to-face meeting with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. These players haven't signed. The market has barely budged. And that's just where we are. Does baseball have a problem with its free agency? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we've known that forever. They should address it in the next collective bargaining agreement. They should try to figure something out to make free agency more exciting for fans. But that's not the story here. That's You can't just bring that up all of a sudden because Shohei Otani doesn't do what you want him to do. He doesn't you know, come out... F- descend from the heavens and like land upon Nashville, Tennessee and say, I'm going to play for the Dodgers. That's what the media wanted to see, but they didn't get it and they cried about it. So I found that kind of funny. Anyway, that happens to be all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first or your last this, you know, for now, listen every day, uh, 
We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And coming up tomorrow, I want to throw out a mailbag. I think a post dud winter meetings mailbag is actually going to be really, really interesting. So look out for that tomorrow. And of course, if it, usually like when you have dud winter meetings, you get, you get a lot of activity shortly after the winter meetings. And so that's what I'm saying when I say patience, dot, 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 dot. If you're looking on YouTube and you see that graphic is that uh, just wait, because it's going to happen. I mean, Shohei, we're talking about Shohei Otani, man. This is like the biggest free agency ever, and we're kind of just like mad because it isn't happening on our time. But like sooner or later, this guy's going to sign, and it's going to be the hugest story like ever. And so anyway, there you have it. Um, once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review it helps me out a lot so thanks in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already can't wait to be with you again tomorrow thanks again for listening today you are now locked on giants